Section 5 of Out of the Iron Womb by Paul Anderson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Paul Harvey. Lungard yawned elaborately after dinner. Excuse, he said, unless somebody's for chess. His hopeful glance met the grimness of Bo and the odd sadness of Valeria, and he shrugged. All right, then. Pleasant dreams. After ten minutes, now. Bowen coiled himself. Valeria, he whispered, as if the name were holy. Yes? She arched her eyebrows expectantly. I can't stop to explain now. I've got to do something dangerous. Get back aft of the gyro housing. What? Get back. Command blazed frantically in him. And stay there, whatever happens. Something like fear flickered in her eyes. It was a very long way to human help. Then she nodded, puzzled, but with an obedience which held gallantry, and slipped out of sight behind the steel pillar. Bo launched himself across the room in a single nulgy bound. One hand ripped aside Lungard's curtain, the other got him by the throat. What the hell? Lungard exploded into life. His fist crashed against Bo's cheek. Bo held on with one hand and slugged with the other. Knuckles bounced on rubbery muscle. Lungard's arm snaked for the tunic stretched on his bunk wall. His body came lithely out of the sack. Bo snatched for that wrist. Lungard's free hand came around, edged out to slam him in the larynx. Pain ripped through Bo. He let go and sailed across the room. Lungard was pulling out his needler. Bo hit the opposite wall and rebounded, not for the armed man, but for the control panel. Lungard spat a dart at him. It burst on the viewport over his shoulder, and Bo caught the acrid whiff of poison. Then the converter was roaring to life, and whining gyros spun the ship around. Lungard was hurled across the room. He collected himself, cat-like, grabbed a stanchion, and raised the gun again. I've got the drop, he said. Get away from there or you're a dead man. It was as if someone else had seized Bo's body. Decision was like lightning through him. He had tried to capture Lungard and failed, and Venom crouched at his back. But the ship was pointed for the asteroid now, where it hung gloomily a dozen miles off, and the rockets were ready to spew. If you shoot me, said Bo, I'll live just long enough to pour on the juice. We'll hit the rock and scatter from hell to breakfast. Valeria emerged. Lungard swung the needler to cover her. Stay where you are, he rapped. What's happening? she said fearfully. I don't know, said Lungard. Bo's gone crazy, attacked me. Wrath boiled black in the pilot. He snarled, You killed my partner. You must have been fixing to kill us, too. What do you mean? whispered Valeria. How should I know? said Lungard. He jumped his orbit, that's all. Look, Bo, be reasonable. Get away from that panel. Look in his suitcase, Valeria. Bo forced the words out of a taunted throat. A Venusian shot my partner. You'll find his face and his clothes in Lungard's things. I'd know that face in the middle of the sun. She hung for a long while, not moving. Bo couldn't see her. His eyes were nailed to the asteroid, keeping the ship's nose pointed at it. Is that true, Einer? 
she asked finally. No, he said. Of course not. I do have Venusian clothes and a mask, but then why are you keeping me covered too? Lungard didn't answer at once. The only noise was the murmur of machinery and the dense breathing of three pairs of lungs. Then his laugh jarred forth. All right, he said. I had meant it to come yet, or to come this way, but all right. Why did you kill Johnny? Tear stung Bo's eyes. He never hurt you. It was necessary, Lungard's mouth twitched. But you see, we knew you were going to Achilles to pick up Valeria and her data. We needed to get a man aboard your ship to take over when her orbit brought her close to our asteroid base. You forced my hand. I wasn't going to capture you for days yet. I sabotaged the Drake's fuel tanks to get myself stranded there and shot your friend to get his berth. I'm sorry. Why? Horror rode Valeria's voice. I'm a humanist. I've never made a secret of that. What our secret is is that some of us aren't content just to talk revolution. We want to give this rotten, over-mechanized society the shove that will bring on its end. We've built up a small force, not much as yet, not enough to accomplish anything lasting. But if we had a solar power beam, it would make a big difference. It could be adapted to direct military uses as well as supplying energy to our machines. A lens effect, a concentration of solar radiation strong enough to burn. Well, it seems worth trying. And what do you intend for us? You'll have to be kept prisoners for a while, of course, said Lungard. It won't be onerous. We aren't beasts. No, said Bo, just murderers. Save the dramatics, snapped Lungard. I have the gun. Get away from those controls. Bo shook his head. There was a wild hammering in his breast, but his voice surprised him with steadiness. No, I've got the upper hand. I can kill you if you move. Yell if he tries anything, Valeria. Lungard's eyes challenged her. Do you want to die? he asked. Her head lifted. No, she said, but I'm not afraid to. Go ahead if you must. Bo, it's all right. Bo felt cold. He knew he wouldn't. He was bluffing. In the final showdown, he could not crash her. He had seen too many withered space-drained mummies in his time. But maybe Lungard didn't realize that. Give up, he said. You can't gain a damn thing. I'm not going to see a billion people burned alive just to save our necks. Make a bargain for your life. No, said Lungard with a curious gentleness. I have my own brand of honor. I'm not going to surrender to you. You can't sit there forever. Impasse. The ship floated through eternal silence while they waited. All right, said Bo. I'll fight you for the power beam. <laughs> How's that? I can throw this ship into orbit around the asteroid. We can go down there and settle the thing between us. The winner can jump up here again with the help of a jet of tanked air. The lump hasn't got much gravity. Lungard hesitated. And how do I know you'll keep your end of the bargain? He asked. You could let me go through the airlock, then close it and blast off. Bo had had some such thought, but he might have known it wouldn't work. What do you suggest? He countered, 
never taking his eyes off the planetoid. Remember, I don't trust you either. Lungard laughed suddenly, a hard yelping bark. I know. Valeria, go aft and remove all the control rod links and spares. Bring them back here. I'll go out first, taking half of them with me, and Bo can follow with the other half. He'll have to. I, no, I won't, she whispered. I can't let you. Go ahead and do it, said Bo. He felt a sudden, vast weariness. It's the only way we can break this deadlock. She wept as she went toward the engine room. Lungard's thought was good. Without linked control rods, the converter couldn't operate five minutes. It would flare up and melt itself and kill everyone aboard in a flood of radiation. Whoever won the duel could quickly reinstall the necessary parts. There was a waiting silence. At last, Lungard said, almost abstractly, Home gang, do you know what that means, Bo? No. You ought to. It was a custom of our ancestors back in the early Middle Ages, the Viking time. Two men would go off to a little island, a home, to settle their differences. One would come back. I never thought it could happen out here, he chuckled bleakly. Valkyries in spacesuits. The girl came back with the links tied in two bundles. Lungard counted them and nodded. All right. He seemed strangely calm. An easy assurance lay over him like armor. Bo's fear was cold in his belly, and Valeria wept still with a helpless horror. The pilot used a safe two minutes of low blast to edge up to the asteroid. I'll go into the airlock and put on my spacesuit, said Lungard. Then I'll jump down and you can put the ship in orbit. Don't try anything while I'm changing, because I'll keep this needler handy. It won't work against a spacesuit, said Bo. Lungard laughed. I know, he said. He kissed his hand to Valeria and backed into the locked chamber. The outer valve closed behind him. Bo! Valeria grabbed the pilot by the shoulders, and he looked around into her face. You can't go out there. I won't let you. I... If I don't, he said tonelessly, we'll orbit around here till we starve. But you could be killed. I hope not. For your sake, mostly. I hope not, he said awkwardly. But he won't have any more weapon than me, just a monkey wrench. There was a metal tube welded to the leg of each suit for holding tools. Wrenches, the most commonly used, were simply left there as a rule. I'm bigger than he is. But... She laid her head on his breast and shuddered with crying. He tried to comfort her. All right, he said at last, all right. Lungard must be through. I'd better get started. Leave him, she blazed. His air won't last many hours. We can wait. And when he's seen he's been tricked, you think he won't wreck those links? No, there's no way out. It was as if all his life he had walked on a road which had no turnings, which led inevitably to this moment. He made some careful calculations from the instrument readings, physical constants of the asteroid, and used another minute's maneuvering to assume orbital velocity. Alarm lights blinked angry eyes at him. The converter was heating up. No more traveling till the links were restored. 
Bo floated from his chair toward the lock. Goodbye, Valeria, he said, feeling the bloodless weakness of words. I hope it won't be for long. She threw her arms about him and kissed him. The taste of tears was still on his lips when he had dogged down his helmet. Opening the outer valve, he moved forth, magnetic boots clamping to the hull. A gulf of stars yawned around him, a cloudy halo about his head. The stillness was smothering. When he was over the asteroid, he gauged his position with a practiced eye and jumped free. Falling, he thought mostly of Valeria. As he landed, he looked around. No sign of Lungard. The man could be anywhere in these square miles of cosmic wreckage. He spoke tentatively into his radio, in case Lungard should be within the horizon. Hello, are you there? Yes, I'm coming. There was a sharp, cruel note of laughter. Sorry to play this dirty, but there are bigger issues at stake than you or me. I've kept a rifle in my tool tube all the time, just in case. Goodbye, Bo. A slug smashed into the pinnacle behind him. Bo turned and ran. End of section 5. Recording by Paul Harvey.